Today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, we're learning not to judge books and people by their appearance. Maybe your life's bucket is sort of empty, but your story has made you defensive, it's made you angry, it's made you say, no one's gonna hurt me again. People around you think you're tough, you're hard, but inside you know, really you're guarded and defensive because you're broken. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago, and he's also the president of Moody Bible Institute. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Now, Mark, we move ahead in our series today, Making All Things New. We're looking at the story of the woman at the well, where Jesus was able to see the unseen root problems of this woman, and ultimately he was able to rewrite her story. And that's what he wants to do in each of us, doesn't he? I love this story, Wayne, because this hard, calloused woman that has a tough exterior, inside she's really desiring what Jesus can give her. And Jesus in this conversation sort of just peels back the defensiveness and gets to the heart of the issue. And I love the way that Jesus does that even in our lives through the power of the Word of God. And so as you listen to this message, maybe God will be pulling back some layers of hardness that you have had and getting to the root issues that only the Holy Spirit can expose. This is such a rich passage, the woman at the well. Let's turn to Mark's message now. How full is your bucket? Here's Mark Job. How many of you know that when you meet someone in the beginning, you really can't tell what their story is, right? I mean, you can meet someone and judge someone right away, but when you dig into your sto- their story, you realize, hey, there's a background to their story. And a lot of us are the way we are because there's a story that's made us the way we are. I was visiting a friend of mine a few months back and he was in a rehabilitation center. He had had a very severe accident. And so I just dropped by to see him and he was in pretty bad shape, but he had a, when I walked in his room, there was a roommate there that was lying there, an older fella. And as as soon as I walked in the room, I I said hi to my friend. I was about to walk over there, and the guy in the first bed says to me, Hi, who are you? I said, Well, my name is Mark. I said, Who are you? He said, My name is Bob with one O. I said, Okay. I said, Hi, Bob with one O. And he says, come here a second. I'm like, uh, okay. So I walk a little closer. He says, let me tell you something. He kind of whispers a little bit. And he said, I was in the Marines. They taught me to snap a person's neck with one move of my hand. So I could snap your neck right now with one move of my hand. I'm like, well, thank you, Bob, with one O for letting me know you could snap my neck that quickly. I, I think I'm going to go see my friend over here. And then he says, come here a second. And I said, okay. So I start walking over there a little bit. And he, he, he had his hands under the blanket. I wasn't sure what he was doing there. And he says, can you help me? I said, uh, I'm, not, I'm looking around for a nurse. And then he, I walk a little closer and he pulls out from under his covers a urinal, halfway filled. And he says, could you empty this for me? I'm like, 
uh, where's the nurse here? And so, you know, I'm Jesus, give me a spirit of servanthood. I said, sure, Bob, with one O, I will empty it for you. So I went and emptied it uh, for him. And um, so it wasn't the first great impression. But after I talked to him a little bit, I, I discovered that Bob was a Vietnam vet and actually had taught high school history for about 20 years and uh, was a pretty solid guy. Meeting him, I did not know his story. At first, I thought he was a little crazy, but when you get to know someone's story, you realize, hey, everybody has a story behind the facade or, or your first impression of them. I think people, some, how many of you know you can't judge a book by its cover? Some people look like they have it all together, but really they don't. There's a story, and we all have issues. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine, and he says he's got young men that come to him all the time telling him who they want to marry. He said, I had a conversation with a guy a couple weeks ago that said, man, pastor, I really want to date that girl. And he said, that girl, why? And he says, well, she's hot. He's like, and the pastor said, yeah, but she isn't she a little bit like crazy? And he says, yeah, but she's hot. That's, I want to date her. And he says, yeah, but she's crazy. She's hot and she's crazy. And he said, he looked at the guy and he said, in 30 years, all you'll be left with is crazy. So <clears throat> you can't judge someone right away. And the story that I'm about to jump into in John chapter four is a story in which Jesus encounters a woman. And this woman is probably a fairly good looking woman. She had been able to attract five different guys, but she'd been through five marriages. And now the guy she was living with, she wasn't even married to him. She was a woman that had issues. She's defensive. She's been hurt. She's been disappointed. There's disillusion in her life. She's got a chip on her shoulder against men. And we don't know her story. You just think, well, maybe she's just a woman with a bad attitude. But as you get into her story, you realize that here's a woman that has a story. I think the symbol of her story is what she's doing. She's on her way. And back in those days, you had to actually take a bucket to go to the well to get water. You couldn't just go to your uh, kitchen faucet and turn it on. So women, primarily in those days, would take a bucket, would walk down to the well. They would have to lower their bucket into a well, get out the water, bring the bucket out of the well, and then make their way back to their home. And they would use that water for drinking, washing, and so forth. This woman... We call her the Samaritan woman, happened to be at the well at a time when people don't go to the well. And so we learn from this story that she's at the well at noon, the hottest part of the day. The well was a place where people ran into each other. And we realize that this woman was avoiding people. I believe that this woman's bucket was empty. Her bucket symbolizes her life. And she was at the well because her life was empty, avoiding people, feeling like a failure, probably having a lot of rejection. We see from her conversation that she's got a lot of issues. I don't know who I'm talking to in this congregation here in this auditorium or who I'm talking to online or who I'm talking to on the radio on a podcast, but I believe that there's some people that are listening to this message and you feel somewhat related to the woman at the well. Maybe your life's bucket is sort of empty. 
and you have a chip on your shoulder, you have issues that people don't know about, you have a story that if people really knew your story, there would be a bit of compassion there. But your story has made you defensive, it's made you angry, it's made you distrust people, it's made you say, no one's gonna hurt me again. I'm not gonna let anybody into this inner circle because, hey, I've been hurt, I've been abused, I've been disappointed, and I'm gonna make sure it never happens again. People around you think you're tough, you're hard, but inside you know, really you're guarded and defensive because you're broken. I'm gonna begin reading in verse three of John chapter four. It says, speaking of Jesus, so he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples parenthetically had gone to town to buy food. I want to give you today four steps to change the fullness of your bucket. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Number one, you need to recognize the perfect timing for dramatic change. What strikes me about this story is that this woman had gone to the well at a time when she thought no one else will be at this well. I've been to Israel, to the Middle East, and I'm going to tell you, at noon, it's blazing hot. I mean, it can get 110 degrees or more. It's like being at noon in the desert. No one wants to sweat while they're carrying a big bucket of water. And in those days, people would go to the well in the morning before the sun had come up. Some of them would go at in the evening time when the sun went down, but no one in their right mind would ever go to the well in the middle of the day, except if you're avoiding people. I believe that this woman thought to herself, I'm going to go to the well because it's empty. I'm not going to run into those gossiping women that are looking at me, pointing their fingers and talking about me. I think this woman probably suffered with rejection, shame, and shunning. I think she probably thought everybody talks about me and my failure, and I don't want to be around people. I don't want to hear their gossip. I'm just going to go and do my thing. And it just so happens, wow, it happens like this because God is the God of divine timing. It just so happened that Jesus, because the Pharisees were complaining about him making more disciples, had made his way and he was going through Samaria. On his way, on a journey, but going through Samaria. Now, what's interesting about this is that the Jews did not like to go through a neighborhood that was Samaritan. Most Jews would walk around that neighborhood because the Jews and the Samaritans, the Samaritans were half Jews and they had a battle going for a couple hundred years before about where you should worship. The Jews viewed Samaritans as half breeds. There was racial prejudice there. There was religious differences there. So if you were a Jew, you would go around that neighborhood. Some of you grew up in Chicago to get from point A to point B, you avoid certain neighborhoods for whatever reasons. I'm not going through that neighborhood. Jesus 
went right through the neighborhood in the middle of the day at the right timing and sat down at the well at the exact moment that the woman would come to draw water. I call that a Kairos moment. I call that divine timing. I believe that God was preparing this woman for an encounter with him. And you may think that life is just a series of coincidences. You may just think that you happen to be at the right place at the right time, but I want to tell you that God is sovereign. And I happen to believe that there are some of you that are here in this auditorium on this day, sitting in this service, because God has so orchestrated in advance that this was the message that you needed to hear. You may be sitting asking yourself, why in the world am I here this morning? How did I let my cousin talk me into coming today? I feel uncomfortable in a church. Maybe you haven't been to a church in a long time. Maybe you're wondering what you're doing on a Sunday morning instead of sleeping in in this place. I happen to believe that God is not the God of coincidences, but I believe that God has brought you here for this time at this moment for this message. So I want you to listen because I believe that God has a word for you. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Pastor Mark Job, and today's message is titled, How Full Is Your Bucket? We'll continue in just a moment. You know, you can share today's message with a friend or listen to previous programs in our growing collection when you visit us online at boldstepsweekend.org. And if you prefer a more on-demand experience, you can always access the Moody Radio app. Just add Bold Steps Weekend as a favorite, and you're just a few taps away from the audio messages as they're released. Of course, you can always subscribe to either Apple or Google Podcasts as well. You can access all this and more by visiting boldstepsweekend.org. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for Mark's weekly email devotional, The Bold Stepper Weekly. Get the latest ministry highlights along with personal updates and relevant stories from Mark each Monday morning. And the Bold Stepper Weekly is completely free, automatically delivered right to your inbox. So if you haven't already, sign up today by going to boldstepsweekend.org. Right now, let's jump back into the second half of this message, How Full Is Your Bucket? Once again, here's Pastor Mark Job on Bold Steps Weekend. So she went to the well in the middle of the day, driven by her failures and her challenging circumstances. And I believe that sometimes it's our failure and our circumstances that lead us to the place where we're finally ready to change. Many of us would not be ready for change, would not be ready for God to do a work in our life if it were not for a a history of failure or disappointment. If everything were going well in our life, many of us would not be at the well where Jesus shows up. The very things that you look in the past of your life and say, these are the things that I feel like I wish would have never happened. These are the things that I'm most uh, disappointed about, the things that I'm most angry about, the things that I wish I could erase. Some of those very things that you feel are your greatest disappointments may be exactly what God has used to bring you to an encounter at the well to experience and encounter his presence in a way that you would never have experienced it without your failures. Number two, if you want to change the emptiness of your bucket, 
I want you not only to recognize that there's a divine timing for dramatic change, but you need to stop avoiding and start looking honestly at your root issues. So this woman finally responds to Jesus' request that he asked her for something to drink. And so it says in verse nine, the Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For the Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it himself? As did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, what I want you to notice about this conversation is that Jesus changes a conversation about water into a conversation about the soul. I love how he does that. This woman is just talking about water and Jesus turns this conversation into a conversation about the meaning of life. But I want you to notice also that this woman does what a lot of us do when God starts getting close to our life. She starts to deflect and be defensive. She starts to redirect because if you have hurts and issues in your life, if you have shame and a spirit of rejection in your life, you really don't want anybody to get too close to you because you feel if they really saw who you were, they may reject you again and you don't wanna be hurt again. So Jesus starts talking to this woman and you can tell that she's got a chip on her shoulder right away. She's defensive right away. Jesus says, can I get a drink of water? She's defensive and says, you shouldn't be asking me. Jesus says, hey, if you knew who I was, you'd ask me. And she's defensive and says, I doubt it very much. Jesus says, I can fill your, uh, I can fill your bucket with water that will never run dry. And she's defensive and says, yeah, right, magic water. Jesus says, go tell your husband to come and, 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 join you and she says she redirects it and says i don't have a husband and what i love about this is that jesus goes right to the root of her issue the deep root of this woman's issue was that she was unable to stay in a committed relationship she had gotten married one time and another and another and another and another and finally given up and she was just living with a guy because she no longer felt like I can trust or be in a marriage. Jesus was pulling back the layers of her defensiveness and getting at the root of her issue. I'm just wondering here today, if you've been coming to church for a while or you're sitting in this auditorium today, if God is trying to peel back some of the issues in your life and get to the root of what really, really 
is bothering you and keeps you empty. The closer Jesus got to the root, the more this woman started to get defensive. The closer Jesus got to the key issue, the more this woman started to deflect. I imagine that this woman, the first time that she got married, got married with excitement and illusion, thinking this will be a great time, this man will love me forever. And she got married, and I don't know exactly what happened in their marriage, but I've never seen someone that's gone through a divorce that's happy that's happy during the divorce. It's always painful, difficult, disappointing, and it tears a piece of your heart out. If you've been through a divorce, you understand that. And she probably thought, like most people I talked to, it was the wrong guy. I'm going to marry someone opposite my first husband. Because I know it'll work that time. Do you realize that 70% of the people that get married a second time get a divorce? Oftentimes because we really haven't dealt with the real issue. We think it's the wrong person, but oftentimes it's not. We haven't dealt with the issues of our heart. And so she gets married a second time, thinking this guy will finally be the guy that will love me that way. I'll finally be able to be married to this guy the way I envisioned, and whatever happens, it ends in disappointment. And so she finds herself getting married a third time, thinking, well, maybe the third is the charm, and I'll stay together. And it also ends up bad, and she gets married a fourth time. By the time she's getting married a fifth time, she's probably just saying, do you have money or not, dude? And... She no longer has this dream and illusion. It's just like, I'm pretty sure that you're going to disappoint me again. And finally, that ends up bad too. And so this time, she shacks up with the guy. She doesn't even want to marry him. He may ask her. She said, no, I'm done with marriage. You'll hurt me like everybody else has hurt me. Um, when men get close to me, there's something about me and men that end up exploding, and I don't trust you anymore. There's a emptiness, a hurt, a rejection deep inside of my soul, and I'm living with that. This woman had issues, like all of us have issues. I don't know what your issues are, but I know you have issues. Because deep inside, we're all broken. Deep inside, there's part of us that only God can fill and only God can fix. And I believe it's our very issues that drive us to the presence of God and help us understand that we need God. The truth of it is that we all have legitimate needs. This woman, I'm sure that the need that she had in her life is, I just wanna be happy. I just wanna be loved. I just don't want to be angry anymore. I don't want to be hurt anymore. Hey, that's a legitimate need. The problem is we have legitimate needs that oftentimes we try to fill in illegitimate ways. And when we try to fill our needs in illegitimate ways, we always end up more empty than when we were in the beginning. Taking an honest assessment of your struggles and issues. That's the topic of today's message from pastor, author, and Bible teacher, Mark Job. And you're listening to Bold Steps Weekend. Our message today titled, How Full Is Your Bucket? 
You'll find us each weekend here on your local radio station or catch up online anytime at boldstepsweekend.org. You can also follow us on several social media platforms. It's a great way to share your thoughts and connect with other listeners around the world. Best of all, you can easily share Mark's teaching with your friends and family in your network. Just log into your Instagram or Facebook account and search for Bold Steps Radio. Now, this month's Bold Action Gift is a book titled All That's Good, Recovering the Lost Art of Discernment. If you're tired of feeling unsure in your decisions, exhausted from the worry that your next step will land you somewhere you don't want to be, make a great choice today by requesting your copy of this insightful guide to wisdom. Let's take a moment. Here's Mark with more about this unique resource. Fear is a powerful tool of the enemy. It can muddle our thoughts, cloud our judgment, and even turn us away from the very thing that God is calling us towards. Yet one of the most effective counters to the misleading spirit of fear is also one of the most forgotten. And in a book called All That's Good, author Hannah Anderson invites us to reclaim the liberating power of discernment. Now, when you hear that word, what do you think of? A list of do's and don'ts? A level of wisdom reserved only for leaders? Well, in this unique bold action gift, Hannah reveals how true discernment is about developing a taste for what God calls good. It's about embracing the joy and truth that God provides. So discover more about this life-giving quality and start seeking the best God has for you by requesting this engaging book today. We'll be happy to send you a copy when you give a gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps Weekend. Thank you, Mark. Just call 866-535-5580 or go to boldstepsweekend.org. You can also send your donation in the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but make sure to join us next time when we'll look at the second part of this message called How Full Is Your Bucket? Now for Mark Job, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Be sure to join us next time here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.